Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible, the original Hebrew Bible, the original Hebrew scrolls. I have a good show for you today. And uh, I'm going to start off with a word of prayer. So, Don, I petition you that you open the minds of the brothers and sisters and produce a setting where they can learn your word, the scriptures, to be able to take the scriptures into their heart and to be able to apply it to everyday situations in life. I pray for their well-being, and I pray that they have the materials, the Bibles, to read along with and to learn. I pray this in the name of your son, Yeshua. Amen. All right, let me get my scroll, my scriptures out, and I'll be with you. And it goes to say, Viacrow or Leviticus chapter 26, you are not to make yourselves any idols, erect a carved statue or a standing stone, and place any carved stone anywhere in your land in order to bow down to it. I am Adonai, your God. So here we see that we're not to bow down to any statues that were erected or any carved images. And this is a law that Adonai passed for the Hebrews or the children of Israel. It says, keep my Shabbos and reverse and revere my sanctuary. I am Adonai. If you live by my regulations, observe my mitzvah and obey them. Then I will provide the rain you need in its season. The land will yield its produce and the trees in the field will yield their ripe, their fruit. Your threshing time will extend until the grape harvest, and your grape harvesting will extend until the time for sowing your seed, sowing seed. You will eat as much food as you want and live securely in your land. I will give shalom in the land. You will lie down to sleep unafraid of anyone. I will rid the land of wild animals. The sword will not go through your land. You will pursue your enemies, and they will fall before your sword. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. Your enemies will fall before your sword. So as we can see here, if good could produce where five would chase a hundred and a hundred ten thousand of their enemies, couldn't he still produce the same today if we put our trust in him and our faith in him? So this is one another reason why we want to put trust and faith in God. And he goes to say, I will turn toward you, make you productive, increase your numbers, and uphold my covenant with you. You will eat all you want from last year's harvest and throw out what remains on the old to make room for the new. I will put my tabernacle among you, and I will not reject you. But I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. I am Adonai, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, so that you would not be their slaves. I have broken the bars of your yoke, 
so that you can walk upright. So see here, Adonai is teaching the people to walk upright or lead a righteous life. But if you will not listen to me or obey all of these mitzvah, if you loathe my regulations and reject my rulings, in order not to obey all my mitzvah but cast for my covenant, then I, for my part, will do this to you. I will bring terror upon you, wasting, wasting disease and chronic fever to dim your sight and sap your strength. You will sow your seed for nothing because your enemies wouldn't eat the crops. I will set my face against you. Your enemies will defeat you. Those who hate you will hound you, and you will flee when no one is pursuing you. So can't we relate this to modern-day situations where we have diseases and we have people who bow because of the diseases? It's because of the people bowing to these false gods or these idols or these statues. He sapped the strength of modern-day man, and the crop that you grow, you normally don't eat. A farmer grows crops, and he doesn't eat his crop he grows normally. Um, maybe sometimes, but the I, but the thought of the matter is is that what we see that took place with the children of Israel is taking take place today in our modern world. And it says, if these things don't make you listen to me. Then I will discipline you seven times over for your sins. I will break the pride you have in your own power. I will make your sky like iron, your soil like bronze. You will spend your strength in vain because the land will not yield its produce and or the trees and the field their fruit. Yes, if you go against me and don't listen to me, I will increase your calamities sevenfold according to your sins. I will send wild animals among you. They will rob you of your children, destroy your livestock, and reduce your numbers until your roads are deserted. If, in spite of all this, you refuse my correction and still go against me, then I, too, will go against you, and I, yes, I will strike you seven times over for your sins. I will bring a sword against you which will execute the vengeance of the covenant. You will be huddled inside your cities. I will send sickness among you, and you will be handed over to the power of the enemy. We see that today with these modern governments being crushed and the people handed over to the power of the enemy. I will cut off your supply of bread so that ten women will, will bake your bread in one oven and dole out your bread by way, and you will eat but not be satisfied. <clears throat> so have you ever eaten but not satisfied? You weren't filled or the food just didn't taste right? right? Well, this is what he was he was saying to them then. And if for all this you still will not listen to me but go against me, then I will go against you furiously, and I will also will chastise you yet seven times more for your sins. You will eat the flesh of your own sons. You will eat the flesh of your own daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your pillars for sun worship, and throw your carcasses on the carcasses of your idols. And I will detest you, I will lay waste to your cities, 
and make your sanctuaries desolate so as not to smell your fragrant aromas. I will desolate the land so that your enemies living in it will be astounded by it. You I will disperse among the nations. I will draw out the sword in pursuit after you. Your land will be a desolation and your cities a wasteland. Then at last the land will be paid by paid his Shabbos. As long as it lies desolate and you are in the lands of your enemies, the land will rest and be repaid its Shabbos. Yes, as long as it lies desolate, it will have rest. The rest it did not have during your Shabbos where you live there. As for those of you who are left, I will fill their hearts with anxiety in the lands of their enemies. The sound of a driven leaf will frighten them, so that they will flee as one horde and fall when no one is pursuing them. Yes, with no one pursuing, they will stumble over each other as if fleeing the sword. You will have no power to stand before your enemies. And among the nations you will perish, the land of your enemies will devour you. Those of you who remain will pine away in the lands of your enemies from guilt over your misdeeds and those of your ancestors. Then they will confess their misdeeds and those of their ancestors, which they committed against me in their rebellion. They will admit that they went against me. At that time, I will be going against them, bringing them into the lands of their enemies. But if their uncircumcised hearts will grow humble, and they are paid the punishment for their misdeeds, then I will remember my covenant with Yochav, also my covenant with Yishchak, and my covenant with Abraham. And I will remember the land. For the land will lie abandoned without them, and it will be paid as Shabbat's while it's desolate without them. And they will be paid the punishment for their misdeeds, because they rejected my rulings and loathed my regulations. Yet in spite of all that, I will not reject them when they are in the land of their enemies. Nor will I loathe them to the point of utterly destroying them and thus breaking my covenant with them. So he's saying that he wouldn't destroy all of the children of Israel, because he made a covenant. But he, but yet he, in the land of their enemies, he would still, he would not reject them. But he's saying here, if they return to him, is what is the meaning there. Because I am a Donai their God, rather for their sakes I will remember the covenant of their ancestors whom I brought out of the land of Egypt, with the nations watching so that I might be their God. I am a Donai. These are the laws, rulings, and teachings that Adonai himself gave to the people of Israel on Mount Sinai through Moshe. So we see here that good is a great God and a loving God, and he shows mercy to his people. And he goes to say, Adonai said to Moshe, tell the people of Israel, if someone makes a clearly defined vow to Adonai to give him an amount equal to the value of a human being. The value you are to assign to a man between the ages of 20 and 60 years is to be 50 shekels of silver, one and a quarter pound, with sanctuary shekel being the standard. If a woman, 30 shekels. If it is a child, 5 to 25, 20 years old, 
assign a value of 20 shekels for a boy and 10 for a girl. If a baby one month to five years of age, five shekels for a boy, three for a girl. If a person past 60, 15 shekels for a man, 10 for a woman. If the person is too poor to be evaluated, set him before the Kohan, who will assign him a value in keeping with the means of the person who made the vow. If the vow is for the value of an animal of any of the kind used when people bring an offering to a Dunai, all that a person gives of such animals to a Dunai will be holy. He is not to exchange or replace it by substituting a good animal for a bad one or vice versa. If he does make such a substitution, both the original animal and the one replacing it will be holy. If the animal is an unclean one, such as may not be used in an offering to a Dunai, he must set it before the Kohan. And the Kohan is to set a value on it in relation to its good and bad points. The value set by you, the Kohan, will stand. But if the person making the vow wishes to redeem the animal, he must add one-fifth to your valuation. When a person consecrates his house to be holy for a Dunai, the Kohan is to set a value on it in relation to its good and bad points. The value set by the Kohan will stand. If the consecrator wishes to redeem his house, he must add one-fifth to the value you have set on it, and it will revert to him. If a person consecrates to a Dunai part of a field belonging to his tribe's possession, you are to value it according to its production, with five bushels of barley being valued at 50 shekels of silver, one and a quarter pounds. If he consecrates his field during the year of Yovo, this valuation will stand. But if he consecrates his field after the Yovo, then the Kohan is to calculate the price according to the years remaining till the next Yovo, with a corresponding reduction from your valuation. If one, if the one consecrating the field wishes to redeem it, he must add one-fifth to your valuation, and the field will be set aside to revert to him. If the seller does not wish to redeem the field, or if the treasurer for the Kohan has already sold the field to someone else, it can no longer be redeemed. But when the purchaser has to vacate the field in the Yovo, it will become holy to Adonai. Like a field unconditionally consecrated, it will belong to the Kohanim. If he consecrates to a Donai field which he has bought, a field which is not part of the tribe's possession, then the Kohan is to calculate its value according to the years remaining until the Yovo, and that's for the completion of the harvest. And the man will on the same day pay this amount, since it is holy to a Donai. In the year of Yovo, the field will revert to the person from whom it was bought, that is, to the person to whose tribal possession it belongs. All your valuations are to be according to the sanctuary shekel, two-fifths of, one, of an ounce, 20 gerahs to the shekel. However, the firstborn among animals, since it is already born as a firstborn for Dunai, no one can consecrate, neither ox nor sheep, since it belongs to a Dunai already. 
But if it is an unclean animal, he may redeem it at the price at which you value, you value it. And at one-fifth, if he does not redeem it, it is to be sold at the price which you value it. However, nothing consecrated unconditionally, which a person may consecrate to a donai out of all he owns. Person, animal, or field he possesses is to be sold or redeemed. Because everything consecrated unconditionally is especially holy to a donai. No person who has been sentenced to die and thus unconditionally consecrated can be redeemed. He must be put to death. So we're seeing that God didn't redeem the death penalty for those who were sentenced to die because of their crimes against the Creator. All the tenth given from the land, whether from planted seed or from trees, belongs to Adonai. It is holy to Adonai. If someone wants to redeem any of his tenth, he must add to it one-fifth. All the tenth from the herd or the flock, whatever passes under the shepherd's crook, the tenth one will be holy to Adonai. The owner is not to inquire whether the animal is good or bad, and he cannot exchange it. If he does exchange it, both it and the one he substituted for it will be holy, and it cannot be redeemed. These are my mitzvahs, which Adonai gave to Moses for the people of Israel on Mount Sinai. So we see here good, still passing, just and good laws, laws of redemption for the brothers and sisters, the children of Israel. So we want to remember this today, that good did come down and direct his people with good laws and laws uh, that were just. All right, now we'll go to the vocabulary. Let me get in here. Our first word is Aleph Nun. Hold on. Aleph, Nun, and to say, and it means press or be pressed. Our next word is Aleph, Nun, and Resh, and it means be or become light. Our next word is Aleph, Nun, Resh, with a dot on the top of the Nun, and it means light. Our next word is Aleph, Nun, Resh, Hey, and it means light or evening light, or moonlight, or starlight. I try not to go over too many vocabulary words. That way you can get the, the meaning of it. You don't have that many to remember. Our next word means region of light. I left rash. Yod and Mem, region of light. Our next word means flame. Our left, none, and, re and rash, it means flame, with a dot under none. Our next word is our left, none, rash, and yod, and it means fury. Our next word means flame of Yah, or might light is Yah. Our left, none, rash, yod, and hay. And this word means flame of Yahweh, or my light is Yahweh. 
Aleph, Nun, Resh, Yod, Hey, and Nun. And this word means he enlightens or one giving light. Yod, Aleph, Yod, Resh. And this means luminary. Mem, Aleph, Nun, Resh. Luminary. And this means light whole. Mem, Aleph, Nun, Resh, Hey. Light whole. And this means enjoying. Aleph, Nun, and Tav. Those are my words for today. And remember, you can look up the Hebrew vocabulary and the mean and the pronunciation of the words as I'm pronouncing them, or you can give me a call and I'll send you a copy of the Hebrew vocabulary with the nouns and the verbs and so forth. Uh, you can give me a call at three one two nine two five nine eight eight seven. All right, that is it for my ministries for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, and I'll open, I'll close with a word of prayer. Good, I petition you, the brothers and sisters, who are capable of understanding your word, of applying your word in their heart to their daily situations, to be able to make a uh, a path out for themselves, a righteous path, a good path that leads to everlasting life. I pray that you direct them on the narrow road as they make out their path to a narrow road that leads to everlasting life. I pray that they establish themselves among the firm foundation, those rooted in the fine soil. I pray this in the name of your son, Yeshua. Amen.